Hello and welcome to the weekly message podcast from Crozet United Methodist Church in Crozet, Virginia. We invite you to join us in person any Sunday for our contemporary service at 9.30 a.m. or for a more traditional service at 11 a.m. Please visit us online at www.crozetunitedmethodist.org for further information. We hope you enjoy this week's message from Crozet UMC. Advent, which is that season of preparation in the church, getting ready for Christmas, we have had a worship series that was inspired by the classic short story written by O. Henry called The Gift of the Magi. And that story is about this lovely couple. They're young and they're just beginning their life together. And they love each other and they're so devoted to one another that they want to express that in the perfect, the ultimate Christmas gift. And so the story goes that she has beautiful long hair, her crowning glory, and he has inherited a beautiful pocket watch from his father and his grandfather and his great-grandfather. And so they look at what they have, which isn't very much, and they both decide independently to make a sacrificial gift for one another. She cuts her hair off and sells it to a wig maker so that she can afford to buy the perfect accessory a chain for his pocket watch. And he decides that he is willing to sell his pocket watch to buy her beautiful tortoise shell combs to adorn her beautiful hair. And so the night of Christmas comes and they finally see each other again and they give one another their presents. And that's when they realize that they had given away that which the other thought was the most important thing. But O. Henry says that they were not actually foolish, but very wise. For the most wise gift is the most sacrificial. And so we have been focusing here at Crozet United Methodist Church on every generation and what they give. We have covered every generation that's a part of our church, starting with the greatest generation, then the silent generation, the baby boomers. We did Generation X, and a little while ago at a service where our youth were offering their take on the nativity play, we talked a little bit about their generation, Generation Z. But I'm going to back up one generation tonight and talk about millennials. Four millennials are named at the turn of the millennium, and that is precisely what happened on Christmas. The world turned, and time would never be the same. Neither would God's people. That was a night when Christians all over the world would start to change how they thought about time by setting it back to zero. And so tonight, I want to share a little bit about those that are called millennials. According to the federal government, these are those that were born between 1981 and 1996. Millennials are the first global generation and the first to grow up in the age of the internet. 56% of themselves consider, to be, consider themselves to be Christian, which is the lowest number of all the generations that we have shared. 23% find religion as a source for right or wrong. So more than three quarters of them look outside of religion for what is right or wrong. 78% believe that right and wrong depend on the situation rather than eternal truths. And because of their flexibility and their willingness to look at how things are and address things in a context, they have reshaped industry and institution. They have shaken up the workplace. They have transformed dating culture in this country, 
and they are rethinking parenthood in a way that previous generations never had. And here is why, by far, they have decided to leave the church. They have never had strong ties, as many of their parents were those that left when they came of age. Then they never developed habits and associations of Christendom. They have non, a non-religious spouse or partner, and that reinforces their desire not to be engaged. There is tension between morality and religion, and because of that, it has convinced many of them that the religious institutions are irrelevant and unnecessary for their children. They have a rejection of negativity from religious people and religious intolerance. And so, therefore, they offer the critique to the church that you are not practicing what you preach. Now, they are a wonderful group of people in many ways. Just like all the generations, they have something to give. But they offer us a critique in the church. Because we often in the church think of Christmas as one of our high holy days. We celebrate, we have multiple worship services, we decorate, we change how we function for this time of year. And for a lot of us, this is a high holy night. It's a time for us to remember and to celebrate and sing songs and offer the traditions of the church that make us feel comfortable. But tonight was not about comfort in the beginning. Perhaps the critique that millennials offer of Christendom is that we need to pay closer attention to the nativity. That there's something there that we seem to have overlooked. Now, sometimes you'll see a nativity that is so beautiful, so perfect, and you think to yourself, that actually doesn't look bad. It doesn't look like a stable. It kind of looks like a two-star hotel. Not too shabby, Jesus. And sometimes you'll see Mary and Joseph all decked out in finery, like They got really, really jazzy in order to give birth in a stable. That's not exactly accurate. That's not how we should depict this. This was meant to be eye-opening because the people of God were waiting for the Savior. They had been waiting for generations. They had been telling their children and their children's children for countless generations that God was going to save God's people. And they took that very literally. They believed that God was going to show up on a white war horse and kick out the foreign invaders and restore order and put someone of the line of David on the throne. And that would be the peace that they had longed for. Self-governance. They thought that getting rid of the foreign invaders and their hierarchy and their governance would actually be liberating to them and setting them free. But what the people didn't realize is that God didn't want to just set them free from things on the outside, but wanted to set them free from the things that chain us and bind us internally. Because no matter how good life looks on the outside, if we are enslaved internally to sin and guilt, then we are not free people. And Christ came to set us free in here, in here, and out there. And so when we have the opportunity to have someone say to us, look closer, look closer, and what do you see? Oftentimes when I was growing up, the nativity came out and it went into the living room, you know that formal living room that kids aren't allowed to play in? It's where it went. 
And you're like, why would you put the doll set in there if I'm not allowed to go in there? My mom's like, it's not a doll set and you don't get to play with it. Well, that seemed ridiculous. And so I would kind of look at it, you know, from like the hallway. And I would look at it and it was gorgeous. She had gotten it in Colonial Williamsburg. It was very beautiful. And from afar, I would look and it had Mary and Joseph. There was a manger and a baby. And there were shepherds and sheep. And there, I think there was a donkey. And the wise men were there. They had already shown up. And so we started out our Christmas journey with everybody already here. And that was just how we did it, because that's how her parents did it. And that's probably how my grandparents' parents did it. But what I've learned is that there is something beautiful about the emergence, becoming. And as a Gen Xer, I love the opportunity to engage in that level because of millennials. They want to know, why did you make it so pretty? Why did you put everything there in the first place? Who's not here? Who should be here? Why are they in a stable anyway? And all of those questions make us stop and think. And it's in the pause, in those moments where you go, why is that? That sometimes God really comes in and speaks volumes to us. Why is it that so many of us never say how much another person means to us except by card at Christmas? Why is it that so many of us really don't express that deep and profound gratitude for a relationship until this day? Why is it that so many of us don't actually come by and say hi to God any other day of the year? It's an opportunity to look inside and ask, what is it? Why is that so? And is that the way I'm meant to be? Because if we never ask questions, then nothing ever changes. So in my house, there are a multitude of nativities. And none of them have baby Jesus in them until Christmas Day. And I don't let my son open any gifts until he matches all the right babies with the right mangers. And that's what he has to do. And I'm a pastor. You don't even want to guess how many nativities I have. And so he's like, why do I have to do this? Because he's a Gen Zer. Why are we doing this? We're doing this because I want you to recognize that every room in our house has a place for Jesus. We're doing this because although I love my parents and I love my grandparents, I think there's value in looking at things differently. And hopefully... He'll make it better for whoever comes to his house on Christmas. He'll find an even better way of telling the story. Or even just a different way. Because the story has pretty much stayed the same. The story hasn't changed. We've found new ways to tell the story. We've found new ways to jazz up the scenes. we found new ways to sing about it. we found all kinds of new ways to depict it on Christmas cards now digital Christmas cards. we found all kinds of new ways to do a lot of things. But Jesus came so that we could find new ways to love one another, new ways to forgive each other, new ways to be reconciled with each other. 
And if we spend our lives just keeping Jesus a baby in the manger, then we really haven't figured out what Christmas is. Because for most of us, once we get over tomorrow, it'll be time to pack all the stuff up again, right? Pack it all up, put it away until next year. But we don't pack up Jesus and put him away. Every year, we're meant to take him out of the nativity and put him here and here and here and especially here. And when you have the gift of an entire generation, like the millennials, who say, what are you going to do with that now? Then it makes every generation go, you mean I can't just do what I've always done? Baby Jesus doesn't go back in the attic or out in the garage, in the basement? No, not this year. Maybe this is the year where more people say, we're not going to put him away. If anything, we're going to take him out into the world. Think about how often you go out into the world, especially after the pandemic, and the first time you got to see a baby in the pandemic. A new life that was born and that's just coming out into the world for the first time. And there's all this excitement. I mean, the kid looks terrified, but everybody else is very excited. Look at this new life. Look at this baby. Look at this child. That would be Generation Alpha for those of you that are keeping track. And here tonight, every generation, from the greatest to the silent, to the baby boomers, to the Gen Xers, the millennials, Generation Z, and Generation Alpha, God is asking us to take Jesus home with us. Take him home. Give him a place at your table. Give him a place in your conversations. Give him a place in your heart. Give him a place in your schedule and in your head. And if you do that, then you start to realize that Christmas is a wonderful time because all it is is rekindling. It's setting our hearts on fire once more with passion for what Christmas really is. And this is the first Christmas that we've been able to have in-person worship since the pandemic began. And tonight, it was powerful to begin the evening at 4 o'clock with all these children here, dressed in their finery and super excited. And for just a moment, I wanted to be their age again. I don't want to go back to high school. I'm good with that. I don't want to go back there. But for just a moment, that look in their eyes, that excitement. And I asked the kids, Generation Alpha sitting here, I was like, we've got some teenagers that are going to help us tonight. Do you like teenagers? No. They were like, no, I don't like teenagers. They're not well behaved. And I was like, well, we got the best ones in Crozet for you tonight. And they did. They did an incredible job. And sometimes the best gift that we can give another person is our time and our patience, our willingness to let them explore who they are and what they have to offer. And no matter if you're a millennial or not, I hope that you will join me in the days ahead of looking at other people and waiting to see what gift God is going to give you through them. Because Christians all over the world tonight are supposed to be looking at the nativity 
and wondering with childlike wonder what gift God is going to give them this year because Christ came and has remained with us. Christ wasn't just Emmanuel then. Christ is Emmanuel now. God with us. When we go back out into this world tonight, and we go back into our homes, we are going to encounter people who are so close to our hearts, close to our homes. They might be our neighbors. They might be friends or family. They might be coworkers or fellow students. We're going to encounter people, and they're not going to know that there once was this incredibly bizarre story of how God so loved all people that God would come to us in this catastrophically comedic combination of shepherds on a night shift, angels in the air, a mother and a father and a baby and a feeding trough, and set the world on fire with love and grace. That's a story worth telling. May it be so. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen. Thank you again for joining us for this week's podcast. We hope you found the message meaningful, and we invite you to join us in person as we gather for worship at Crozet United Methodist Church every Sunday at 9.30 a.m. and 11 a.m. Please visit us online at www.crozetunitedmethodist.org to learn about ways you can connect with God and your neighbors through the ministries of Crozet UMC. Have a great week.